Like, are you in it? Are you out of it? Every time I get out, they pull me back in. Mitch is like that Mormon who had sex in high school. He's, he's out, but he's still kind of in. You know, he's not sure. He still wears the underwear, but he's not really going to temple. No, man, I never, yeah, I, I never got the underwear. I, I never got that far in my levels. I was really far back on my level up on that. So do you have any of your systems left, or do you sell everything? No, I've, I've still actually got everything. Um, oh. I mean, I, I wish I, well, I don't have everything. I wish I had everything. If you guys remember, like, when I was dating Samantha. The twin sticks. Yeah, like, all the good stuff. Like, man, I, I could retire if I had all the shit I had. You know, like, yeah. but you just uh, like, I remember the lap sticks. The lap sticks were the bomb. Road. We could do a whole podcast. Mike <laughs> Mitch's collection worth millions that we don't have because we got rid of it before it was worth uh, worth did millions you ever see, did you ever see my turbo duo collection no i didn't see it in the flesh oh. yeah it's probably 10 grand worth of turbo duo stuff oh. now wow. and at the time i got rid of it right for now. like a paltry 400 bucks right yeah yeah i think even at the time when sam and i uh, got our divorce. We we pretty much split, we we decided because it was too hard to like divide up the property, so we just sold a bunch of it and split the cash. And even at the time, uh, auctioning all that shit off and selling bits and pieces, I think we we walked away with like seven grand. You know, geez. I mean, not, not, like to split, but man, like where did you guys sell that? the Bookmans? Man, <laughs> <laughs> they had the oh. inside track. <laughs> oh, let, me, let me bring this in for trade. All right. Yeah. I think uh, some, some of it went on the eBay because I mean she was already spending a lot of time on the eBay buying uh, oh, that's Final right, Fantasy yeah. characters and shit. So she had a pretty strong the account. eBay. The eBay. Yeah. The eBay. Yeah. Yeah, I do a lot of uh, comic book selling. Oh, right really? Now, recently. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I sell a lot of graded comic books. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah I, I've got a, a eBay recently. I've got a Carlos Pacheco Wolverine from the nineties <gasps> that I love. Ooh, I love. Yeah, he's, I've got this one. This is one image in in there where uh, Wolverine's just completely uh, berserkered out. He's more animal than man, and he's wearing uh, like a torn up wife beater and a pair of jeans and this huge belt <laughs> buckle that says American Beauty. And it was like my favorite thing. <laughs> Ever, That's so good. Which uh, which Wolverine was that? I need to. It's the, the he had bone claws. It was after the adamantium had been ripped out of him. Okay, but the drawing was like the yeah. uh, the 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 way they captured that scene. It had um, who was the other character? Uh, it wasn't Shang Chi, is it? The, the oh wow. Yeah, yeah, it's a great crossover. I have a collection of old, like old comics, image comics, Creech, you know, things like that. But I will, I will answer your question, Tony. Like, I still got everything. Like, I've, I've, I don't play like I used to in the last four or five months, three, three months, okay. three, four months. Something happened where, like, the there thing. he is. <laughs> now we just Charlie. Yeah, what a jerk, man. Get your camera work. Get your shit together. You're, you know, Tech man, it's not that hard. Do it, do it. What? Yeah, how many months of quarantine? <laughs> yeah, something. There was like people, people staying home or something, and so I started playing games a little bit. And but yeah, I had kept everything, and I've been trying the new PSO on Xbox. 
Um, Sweet. Like Mighty Doing Mercedes. Oh, wow. Ten I can't think old. of PS7 without thinking about Martinez. <laughs> yeah, super old. Play mask. <laughs> yeah, it ain't I'm perfect. It that. ain't. No, it's it's far from, but... Yeah, I even I went to my mom's and my brother is uh, living with my mom again, and we were talking about it. He's like, "I couldn't do it, man." I was like, "Yeah." Man. <laughs> and you know, Pat and I used to stay up to like fucking morning, falling asleep playing PSO. Yeah, that's too bad. That was the stuff. Yeah, it it seems like it's <laughs> lacking something, but it's kind of like if you don't go out to eat for a long time, you don't like go to like a good burger place, and you go like. A long any time, burger will do. Any burger is suddenly like really good. You get like the ultimate cheeseburger at Jack in the Box. You're like, oh, that's a really good burger, but it's <laughs> but it's not. Dude, there is not a Jack in the Box in the entire city of New Orleans. Nor is there a Water Burger or a. Uh, there's just like mainstream and one Five Guys. There's a there's a Shake Shack oh, wow. now. Mm. But I, I'm telling you, there are times where I would kill for a, a simple Jack in the Box like burger, <laughs> Jumbo Jack, Ultimate Cheeseburger. Any of that stuff. In the in and out, I would kill for an in and out. I'd punch a baby for an in and out. <laughs> Where's the in and out, baby? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sweet. Sweet. Let's talk about some virtual fighter. Let's talk about right. some virtual fighter. Who's going right. first? <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> Who's going first? <laughs> you flexing on him? <laughs> <clears throat> Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Punch Punch Kick Proctor. Uh, our episode today <laughs> sees the return of some great old friends. We got Triple J. We got Optimus. What's happening? <laughs> we got C Trips. Yo, and we got Everyone Anthony Frederico. <laughs> we're lucky enough today to talk about uh, a love that all of us share. We're missing a couple vital uh, people as well that we hope to get on later on in the future. Um, sometimes it's an album, sometimes it's an artist, sometimes it's a film or a director, sometimes it's a series of films. But today we ruminate on our resonance with a game, a game that has meant a lot to a lot of us here, uh, specifically Sega's legendary. Virtual Fighter. Uh, uh, Virtua so, Fighter. Virtua Fighter. A quick history on the series, and then we're going to break down our, our first memories. We're going to talk a little bit about the game, uh, different iterations, what makes it great to each of us, uh, and its enduring legacy. And, and lastly, maybe just a few thoughts on hopes for the future of the series. Uh, so real quick, <laughs> birthed in the arcades in November 1993, that's when it hit, uh, this Gem by fabled creator-director Yu Suzuki and Sega's AM2 team uh, is the granddaddy of all 3D fighters. I, don't, I think I'm not alone in saying that, right? No, I think you're right. No, I think that's undisputed. Undisputed. Yeah. Uh, it, took the, <laughs> it took the genre uh, to the future, and for all the flash that 3D brought over the years, it's, the core of the game has remained much the same. Uh, which really, I think, speaks volumes to the purity and the quality that the, the game really exhibits. So um, so what started in the arcade made its way home, and now, 27 years later, I, which kind of blew my mind when I did that math. Dear Lord. Dear Lord. <laughs> 1993 to 2020, 27 years later, and uh, after those uh, first polygons, you know, cut our, their way into our eyes, um, we ha- are at Virtua Fighter Five Final Showdown. And uh, which all of the series will be a part of our discussion today and uh, soon. 
to be a part of some streaming goodness. Hopefully get this posted up for you guys to watch us actually exhibit some talents or in my um, example for my lack of talents. Um, so oh, what? <laughs> yeah, they, they did not age well, man. The rust does not shake off easily. Let me just tell you. You'd be surprised. Okay, really? Okay, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. I'm glad that my stick still works. That's it's like riding a bike, man. <laughs> what do you mean? What's what is rust? <laughs> Whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so let me. Um, whoever wants to start, give me your first memory of Virtual Fighter. What do you guys remember? Like, when did it first uh, come into your consciousness? Mm, wow. Uh, I don't want to go first. I'll talk forever. Let somebody else go. I'll okay. The first time I saw it, it was at Golf and Stuff, uh, which actually still exists here in Tucson, though there's very few actual arcade games there anymore. Um, It was really strange and weirdly beautiful. It had these, um, you know, they were the first models built for a 3D fighting game, so... Um, and the thing was at that time, I was still hopelessly ensnared in the Street Fighter 2 scene. So when I looked at it, I thought it was really interesting and I'll be, I'll be completely honest here. I didn't, I didn't love it out of the gate. The first time I played it, I was like, oh, like (laughs) this doesn't play like Street Fighter at all. You know what I mean? And now that's kind of a giant, well, duh. Of course, it wasn't supposed to play like that. But at the time, I found it kind of like, mm, I don't know, like this, like, and the thing was, in terms of the Virtua tag that Sega had sort of laid out over a variety of games as we would come to see over the decade, I was already a huge fan of Virtua Racing. Yes. And Virtua Racing just blew my skull open because i was always a racing fan i was always a fan of incredible racing games in the arcade and virtual racing having this set of buttons where you could toggle your camera view and operating at this streaming 60 frames per second frame rate blew my mind and then when virtual fighter came along i was like okay They've done sort of a fighting game equivalent of that. They're also, you know, trying to cash in a little bit on the Street Fighter fad. So I didn't love it right away. I played it. I sort of respected it. I was like, oh, like, this is like a real, like, piece of art thing, even though the gameplay doesn't necessarily completely suck me in. I didn't really become a Virtua Fighter fan, per se, probably until the second one came along. <laughs> I'm just going to jump in. With James, magic growing, growing up in the same town, first place I also Rich Fighter won golf and stuff. Yeah. Um, when I first saw it, right, and I, much like James, I was in love with Street Fighter Two, and I had kind of had a little fling with Mortal Kombat, but also I was super into the Neo Geo. Oh, uh, she's a saucy one, that Mortal Kombat. Right. Yeah. Um, Virtua Fighter One. It was like uh, something about it was difficult for me to wrap my head around but the thing that i really was intrigued by was that it had real more of a realistic martial arts application i had just started doing judo at the time was a big like martial arts movie buff and all that stuff so i was like oh i really like that because it's like real like 
I mean, Street Fighter, the characters are based in real martial arts, but then it's all fantasy with fireball stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... You're breaking hearts right you know, now because most people think they actually get to learn to throw a fireball right. once they get high enough in, in the uh, ranks. So I mean, you're making people I sad. I did. I don't know what's wrong with everybody else. <laughs> then they released uh, Virtua Fighter 2, and my little brain just exploded because the texture mapped characters were phenomenal looking but in the interim a little system dropped in my lap and i finished high school in sega saturn and yeah. i spent i spent my graduation buying a sega saturn instead of doing anything productive <laughs> <laughs> if that's and not productive pre- just yeah. get out of here right? come on <laughs> and then i proceed to fall in love with virtual fighter one because it's the only thing i had because i spent all my saturn uh and it came with it and i I ended up really falling in love with that game um, a lot and using Virtua Fighter 1 to practice. And then I'd go to the arcade, which I think at the time, the only place in the had Virtua Fighter 2 again, golf and stuff. I think maybe one of the Peter Pipers got it too, but, mm-hmm. um, you know. Those so cabinets would... were also a lot more expensive than all the conversion cabinets <laughs> yeah, that they were, were everywhere else. Yeah. Well, all of Sega's arcade cabinets, I think, were, you, you couldn't buy it. Yeah, it wasn't. I don't do we do we want to go like series by series or like that was like that's, that's a good intro that's and, and then I'll and then I'll <laughs> pass it to somebody else and we'll talk about like later on and what really blew me away with the series but the first the first game was like a nice hit and I was like I, I kind of I don't know if I like this and then VF2 was like shit I'm I'm in <laughs> I'm I'm with with James a little bit with my first introduction was was one I saw it at, I think it's called it was called Castles and Coasters in Phoenix I went down there for like a physics class trip or something, and and I had heard a little bit about it on the side, and I saw it there at the arcade. I was like, oh, let me see what this is about. And a, and what seemed originally like a limiting feature, what there's a punch and a kick button, like, and I thought, well, that's not enough. And I played and I walked away. But then, yes, once I got my Sega Saturn and could spend some time with it, then the the love began and and bloomed. What, what was the name of the place? I think it was called Castles and Coasters. Yeah, and is is that the same place there. that was in Karate Kid One where he took her to Alley on the date? Well, yeah, young hearts beat fast. That's, is that what you? Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. In LA. It's the same chain. Yeah, same chain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So awesome. I I did. Uh, yeah, I loved it there, and then my experience with it at golf and stuff, where you guys first bumped into it, was waiting for Virtua Fighter Three. I mean, waiting like a maniac yes. for them. Whoa, 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 whoa. Pause. Three, dude. Pause. Okay. Well, I'm not going to go into it, but that was the next, like, like big exciting moment for me and my Virtua Fighter love. I'm playing one and two on the Saturn, loving it so much so that I remember they put it on the golf and stuff marquee outside. VF3 was here. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really, yeah. really exciting. Um, yeah. Let's continue. Anthony, we'll get back to what it. about you, man? What what, yeah, what introduced just, uh, you to the series? It's the same thing, very similar. Well, my first exposure though was uh, Virtual Fighter Two, and then I saw that the arcades didn't really get it because I didn't understand the the depth and just how advanced it was, as opposed to all the other fighting games that I was exposed to. And I had I, I wasn't able to go a lot to the arcades anyways. Um, and then a little exposure with Three on Saturn. Um, not so much the arcade. It wasn't really until Dreamcast. four or five. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't really until f- like 
basically four and five where I actually spent a lot more time with it. Cause I remember specifically we had game night parties and people would come over and I would just get demolished. I think that was the thing <laughs> I, too is like, yeah, I, I just couldn't understand. Like I wasn't a super strong street fighter um, player to begin with, but then taking that next step where you're taking those tr- uh, techniques that you're utilizing with frame <laughs> rates and, you know, spacing and then just almost like advance with the parry system and the counters. It just, it was extremely, I was drawn to it with that aspect, but yeah, I just I could not hold my own. But I, I really enjoyed those those two titles, especially. Very cool. I think with VF2, um, I definitely share the same thing as Mikey, where that hardware, like, we already knew that hardware was a monster because of what we'd seen with Daytona USA. And then seeing that same high res un- and unbelievable texture quality applied to fighting game models was just, uh, it was, it was earth shattering. And um, the really key thing that VF2 sort of established too was the way that series evolved because essentially the expectations became, okay, this isn't a game like a lot of other fighting games where you're going to get like four or six new characters with each subsequent chapter. Like the characters in Virtua Fighter are so much more complex and each one is really rooted in like a really specific martial art. So when BF2 arrived, that's when we got Shundi and Mm, um, yeah, Leon. So, um, yeah, uh, <laughs> and it, it did, and it, it, it only managed to make the Saturn that much more of an attractive system because the Saturn then got this Dude, the unbelievable conversion. Of VF2 was, I mean, it boggles the mind that they pulled off that high res 74 by 480 mode with what they did after. I mean, well, and before... it was also a sucker punch because the VF1 conversion was kind of. Eh, well, they you know the initial the release basic. of it, right? Yeah. yeah, but by VF2, they'd figured out, okay, we can use all four of these crazy processes together and just do something. Because of VF1, you know how, they, didn't, they didn't understand how to do that, right? Do you, you remember that ad campaign from Sega about the theater of the mind? And they would go to the movie theater, and it was the rods and cones. Yeah, yeah. And they all start, and they started showing all the graphics, and there was a, a load of VF two stuff, and and people started free the cones and rods start freaking out. One of them starts foaming at the mouth. But it's, <laughs> I mean, it was way way ahead of its time. It was just well, it was fun. The most, I remember like, ridiculous that ridiculous '90s campaign like advertising as well. Yeah, you know, it was Sega was really good at that. Oh, what happened? What happened? (laughs) (laughs) That video that uh, Optimus sent, I don't know if if you guys got a chance to look at it. Did you send it in a text or did you put it on the channel? No, it was on the the, channel. Yeah, the channel, like uh, like an early trailer for VF2. No, that was the the Virtua Fighter City uh, Tokyo amusement show, like, reveal. Oh, yeah, with the flexing Mm. muscles. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Boy, just the and 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 then going back to what Mitch said earlier, then waiting and waiting and waiting, and then VF3 showed up at golf and stuff. And I think I lived at golf and stuff for three months after that. <laughs> Me, Eddie, Sebastian, 
at the time, Joe, uh, we would freaking go to golf stuff every weekend and blow every quarter I had on BF3. It was just it just blew us away when we saw it. We were like, oh my gosh, yeah, the coolest ever. I I really I liked. It. I remember them really pumping up the numbers, like talking about how exciting it was. It was going to do a million polygons per second and stuff. And now like looking at how different that is today, like what kind of numbers things are crunching. It's just, it's mind boggling at the time. time. Huge. And the other thing that they pushed a lot of boundaries with that game in the series. And then they kind of later on, I think for gameplay reasons, took some of that away. But in VF3, you had sometimes the stages went forever. Sometimes the stages were small. Sometimes the stages had um, varying grain. Mm-hmm, and that yeah. caused some hitbox issues. But I mean, I just remember that game was, it was so far ahead of its time when it came out. Um, I liked a phenomenal. lot of those additions, especially the terrain differences. I know that that caused some problems, but if they're able yeah. to, to like kind it of make more of that, sense if you were going to be more real. Yeah. You might have a little well, advantage if you're tile up higher. It made, you, it made you use that terrain too. I mean, there were a lot of times in fights that were close where. Uh, there was one where you were on a uh, the Great Wall of China, and yeah. you would have you would have the steps going up and down. And there were times where if I were in danger and my health were low, I would gear myself in a position where the sweeps would run into the the hill. Yes, you could literally use them for you know because you wouldn't be able to do that sweep you know and without running right into whatever brick or a step. You could use it for defense. Yep. I just thought it was that, pretty. <laughs> but it also, well, but so, that's the, yeah, that's I mean, it was. The thing about Virtua Fighter, though, is that it almost breaks neatly into two completely different eras where Virtua Fighter 1 through 3 all each heralded, like, a specific piece of arcade hardware mm-hmm. and then also sort of set expectations for what you hoped the home version would be. Um, and then, of course, with Virtua Fighter 4, by the time that came along, that was when Sega no, had gone multi-platform. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But they're waiting for that, and like the, the difference between arcade and home was, was a huge deal at the time. It wasn't until Dreamcast mm-hmm. came along where we could get you know, such really close iterations brought to home. I'm, I don't know if I imagined this, but I remember seeing like a a Saturn build of Virtua Fighter 3 obviously never released. There's, yeah, there there was, it looked pretty bad. Yeah, I bet it was ugly. It was probably really bad. <laughs> but 3 three still has a really, you know, it's got a really warm place in my heart. And even though we've moved on to other things, like it's, you know, they took away all the terrain changes and changed some of that stuff to kind of, again, bring it back to a real tight format. It's still... It's still really right. I understood for me. why. Yeah, they took more for tournament style fighting, realistic, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Well, that was. Well, I mean, ostensibly that was to hold up the whole tournament scene in Japan, which was still really critical to Sega to like uphold that end of things. You know, I mean, obviously that's what affected that gameplay change because I think VF3 became a little less of a tournament caliber game mm. because um, of those variations in the terrain. You know what I mean? Do you think that they were never well, able to make a comeback after that? And that's why the series slowly started to lose popularity because once it lost that momentum as a tournament title. 
from what I understand, four was a really big tournament title. Like that marked a really big comeback for them. And especially, you know, once they had gone multi-platform publishing that on the PS2, which was the dominant platform of that generation, mm-hmm. you know, it managed in to, in Japan, it managed to claw. Really? We, we, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna come up every time (laughs) so do you guys have like a favorite iteration then or do you go with or or do you let the evolution of it kind of just lead you like you are right now you would say that five final showdown is the pinnacle of vf i probably played the most of vf4 evo Mm -hmm. um just because i had like a lot more time then to do so um but I mean, VF5 FS is, it's really obscenely beautiful. And every time I sit down and spend some time with it, I'm just like, oh, this game. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, if we're going like pure hour, Saturn port of VF2, probably I got like 10 years in that game. <laughs> well, there's like an inflation, right? Like there is with currency, right? Like seven hours at 20 is worth about 40 hours at 50, well, right? Well, like, I'm going to say like at the time, Let's see when BF2 came out on Saturn. What was that? 96? I still lived out, hadn't moved out yet. I think I moved out this year. I uh, I probably played that six, seven, eight hours a night for every night that year or something crazy. Like that was hopelessly addicted to that game. Um, and I liked VF3 a lot. Um, four is probably the one. I played the least only because in that generation I wasn't even going to buy a PlayStation 2 I had a GameCube and an Xbox the only, I actually only b- even bought a PlayStation 2 to, to get VF4 basically um, and not 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 because I was against anything the PlayStation I just I was so busy playing GameCube and Xbox that I was like oh and then but then VF came out I was like damn it <laughs> um, and that there, that question what would get me to buy a playstation 5 virtual fighter 6 so we'll just get that out of the way right now wow. <laughs> um, but i i really like the f5 best it's probably i mean i think with each game they refine it find it they've never i don't think they've ever had a game where the the next game suck like it seems like virtual fighter the game the game gets more refined like they're chipping away at that statue like the first three like james said was kind of like the evolution where they figure things out and then they nailed it with the gameplay in four and the five they just took that and now they're just they're adding more character more martial arts and refining character move sets and making the game just fun to play and learn i think it's you know i didn't the first time i saw it i felt like uh what i've heard here too is that it was ambitious to capture some air of realism that other games really didn't make right. a, uh, an attempt at. And then the other thing is, is I think what and this is a complete interpretation of what I think appealed to a certain level of gamer is that when, when you have at its origin, the pursuit to make the game visually stunning and not, not in a way like, like you see in DOA or Tekken where it's just sort of visceral and comical and you know they really tried to capture just some great scenes like great setting you know here's a river and a raft and everything going by but that's later on anyway the the thing that got me was the 
demand on the player to have to hit that input timing spot on. And other games just really didn't get to that level of asking the player to know that many moves and to be able to get them in at that speed until way later. This was sort of the only game that, you know, and I think that's why a lot of people sort of instantly hated it. You couldn't just get in and sort of button mash and make yeah. it work. Yeah, it definitely was not a button. Mm-hmm. You know, the, there was no leeway in the timing. And even now, if you go into the game now and go into Dojo just to learn moves, the the forgiveness on like they at one there's one move that I cannot do uh routinely. What? Really? Kira. Really? And, and, Come on. And but look one the, move the, that the you move can't is literally do? You hit kick and guard, but you have to let go of guard oh, after one moves. frame. Yeah. 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 Vanessa one sixtieth of, of a second. One sixtieth <laughs> yep. of a second. You have to yep. let go of guard and hold on to kick. Vanessa's and, got one like that where you have to do that and then hit and like, what the Right. <laughs> and it's, it's like there's a bunch of them like that, but that one, it, it's the demand on the player to have to be able to do that is setting a high bar for who can get the most out of that kind of game. I think what mm-hmm. you stumbled onto is what what like what makes this game so good? Like what is it that you think makes it endure and the people who play it love it so much and it is a, a lot of what you're saying right there. Why is this game it's so good? It's like any good? good love in your life. If you have to work for it when you get it, you talk about it like it's the most amazing thing in the world. You know, I mean, like when it doesn't matter what you think about it, this game makes you work when you nail it. And then you can, uh, you know, put that out there against a player, especially in an arcade back in the day when there were, you know, lines of quarters on the on the thing right ahead of you for people lined up, ready to get up. And you went through three or four people. That is that's that was you might as well have been gladiatorial games for geekdom. You know, you're 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 up in the middle slaying people and feeling like a million bucks. It's awesome. Yeah, it seemed like that constant refinement too was something that you could keep iterating on. So even if you got to a level of mastery, there was still more that you could you could still refine. You could never sit on your laurels because what? yeah, there's so many other people right. that you could still yeah. like. It's actually like learning uh, as someone who's learned three or four martial arts now it's actually like learning martial arts you're always refining you never like yeah. set on like okay well i'm good now no it's yeah. always like okay how do i make that better i, I know martial exactly. arts now i'm done <laughs> exactly <laughs> that never no, happens it's, just, it's that philosophy it's that philosophy game where well it's, yeah, yeah i agree with you i've never put I, that, that kind the, of time into a fighting game that i've put into a virtual fighter but i understand well, most of the I know, other ones you don't have to yeah. Well, that's why I wanted to ask you and James, because your, your skills at something like the Street Fighter series, like when we would have game nights and I would watch you guys play, I kind of felt like Anthony was describing earlier, like I would just get my ass handed to me over and over again. And I never got the mechanics of the Street Fighter series. Had a lot of fun with those and, and all the verses, Marvel vs. Cap, blast. But I couldn't get those. And I, I just wanted to ask you guys, do you not think that maybe the, the core Street Fighter series demands a similar dedication that Virtual Fighter demands to get really good, that tournament-level quality? It did. It did. And then it, it's like a notorious uh, thing that happened in the tournament world with Street Fighter. I think it was after, was it after Evo? 
I don't, I don't remember which one has been started getting to where the, what I was referencing before about the, the window of time they would give you to have an input or simplifying inputs. They were creating uh, the way they were creating the background of controls for Street Fighter for a while. What became controversial is they widened the, uh, they made it <clears throat> looser, bigger window of time with not as specific on the moves to get in. So they wanted more people to be in the competition. And so, so a lot about of top... like a break from like third strike into Street Fighter Four. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know this. But yeah, but I, I remember seeing. Um, I forget the name of the the video I saw, but it was like on uh, Move Thirty Seven or Thirty Seven Second. This guy pulled off a a parry where he had to parry seven or eight hits, and you had to do each and every hit in a tournament. And he was low on life, and then he and then he came yeah, back and won it. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. And three, Canigan. He, he, he parried the Super. Street Fighter Three Third Strike. Right. Yeah. And then, and then after that, you know, um, they, you know, they changed, they softened the game to where people were complaining about that being a problem. And I think Virtual Fighter never did that. They never because they were never that tournament popular either. I don't think, but the demand Not stayed here. consistent. And then in Street Fighter. It had it. I don't know if they do now. I don't know anything about the current version. But I think with VF, though, didn't they take it even further where there was like reversals to counters, right? Where you could yeah. actually, yeah, there are. even if you started a counter, somebody could still reverse that counter. If you yeah. and the frame no other, Yeah. No <laughs> other game would go that deep where you could just do a parry, but then that was it. It's well, and something in this game that blows my mind is that every move is every button and stick move is can contained in one small part of an animation. It's not going to carry through the whole maneuver. So I can do two parts of a three or four part combo and then immediately go in and, and to other moves, even if they're as simple as a jab in the middle to tie things together and have a fluid fight against somebody that seems like it's all syncopated and, and out of order and they give you the room to be creative in that aspect where you can stop and move and readjust and and still I mean, stay I, in motion almost like you're fluid i do feel like that street fighter has a skill set and it's a little different so it's, it's definitely more forgiving and maybe more fluid and there's a different ceiling between beginners and high level where to get to high level requires a lot of concentration and you have to like memorize the timing of chaining certain combos and specials mm -hmm. that's not easy oh, yeah. to learn it's different definitely like a higher level it's a, yeah the way the way it flows together is different and i think just with james and i we just we got into street fighter so early and, and the, all the capital fighting kind of run off of that formula so when you've played one, you kind of know what to get into and whether the game add, decides to add chain combos or parries or alpha counters. Like once you kind of understand Capcom's fighting mechanics, at least the base level where you can be like mm -hmm. here and play. But to get to here, like that ceiling in Street Fighter is like that stuff like that guy Daigo at Evo. It's just, it requires yeah. extreme amount of practice. I think Virtua Fighter starts more in the middle here okay and then you go up right. and there there's really you no know, like the, you can bash on the that's buttons fair. a little bit but if you play anybody that's even practiced to the dojo mode in virtual fighter for two minutes they're probably gonna wipe the floor with you yeah. just because they've learned the character a little bit 
Yeah, I think and that's, then that's it's a your pretty opponent. fine point. You read your You're opponent. Right. Yeah. The the difference in the the place you start versus the ceiling, like the top tier in those those games, yeah, I think you really hit that well. Like absolutely. Anybody yes. else remember the Street Fighter with the huge buttons? The big ones that you punched. Yeah, there was, that was Street Fighter One. There were the one, the very first one. Yeah. yeah, they had the one with the the. Uh, it was like a you remember that, and it's like if it was. Yeah. yeah, it was a pressure-sensitive button. So I remember these big dudes would just go wail on it. It would be broken all the time because they would just slam their the fist one into that, it. That I played at the grocery store when I was a kid had a six button, had a six button Street Fighter right. one. But I did see that one at golf and stuff. I think the pressure button. I remember I that. I that when I saw the six button, I thought it was like I was like, "Whoa, six buttons!" Right. <laughs> I mean, Street Fighter, that's a whole other conversation. The funny thing was, I had seen Street Fighter 1 at Goldmine, and it had, which was a defunct mall. It was a defunct arcade at a now-defunct mall. Um, and that had the pressure-sensitive buttons where whatever you pressed, it would trigger the three levels of attack depending on how hard you hit it. And yeah. then I can remember actually seeing Street Fighter 2 in EGM and going, yeah, I don't really care. I didn't really like Street Fighter 1 that much. And I had no idea that when I saw Street Fighter 2 at Goldmine, maybe a month after I got that issue of that magazine, that it would just take over my life. Hey, kudos to putt-putt <laughs> places, because, I mean, I wouldn't have expected those. Because that's the same place I saw I saw Virtua Fighter at uh, putt-putt near my house and uh, Bowling Alley. Right. And uh, then... What was the Sega arcade that they opened across the country? Work Sega Works, Game, right? GameWorks. GameWorks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember when GameWorks opened in Dallas. I went. The first thing I did was I spent like six hours there. First day playing uh, Virtual Fighter the whole time. I'm not entirely sure, but I I might go as far as to say that the Virtual Fighter had a big hand in me being a little Sega boy. Like when I got like all, I mean, you guys knew me at the height of my Sega boyness, and mm-hmm. I think that, I was also a Sega boy. A I think Sega that it boy. might have really. I, I mean, I was I, I had a Nintendo Master System, first, baby. Represent. You know? I had the mm-hmm. Nintendo first, and then I actually got a Super Nintendo before I had the Genesis. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine sold Last his Super Nintendo. This was wait, wait, listen no. to the story. Spider <laughs> Two came out, and he wanted to you know, fix up a '55 Chevy. So he sold me his Super Nintendo with Street Fighter. And then um, shortly afterwards, I scored a Model 1 high-def graphics edition of a Sega Genesis. Uh, oh, and then I think I got it simply to play Fantasy Star because I heard everybody talk about what a good RPG that was. And man, that got me hooked on Sega because then I found Thunder Force. Then I found Musha. Then I yeah. found all those games, uh, Shinobi, all this other stuff. Shining and, Force. Uh, I put hours Force. into Shining Force. And and that turned me into a Sega fanboy. And then with the Saturn and Virtua Fighter, that was that was it. And and and, and I mean, Mitch, I bought launch night you at Dreamcast your store. Yeah, James yeah. And both. I remember after we'd that. already owned imports for like how long did we have our Japanese teams? <laughs> a good six months before. I remember I got my import Dreamcast on Easter weekend of ninety nine. Because yeah, it snowed. Oh, yeah, snowed that it, Sunday. We got it the same trip. You nice. Not this Tony, but the Tony that looked like Luke Skywalker. <laughs> oh, I remember <laughs> we that. Drove, guy. Yeah. We drove up to that place 
Phoenix and bought Import Dreamcast. Remember? And I think Eddie oh, got one with yeah. us too. There was a whole group of us that went and got. I it. went up there. I think James. I think you and I went up there to get House of the Dead too. We did. Yes. yes. That same place yeah. picked up some virtual on sticks there. The yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Virtual on. Wow. That's fun. Yeah. I love that game. You can play virtual on Ontario Telegram, your Xbox One, 360 mm-hmm. arcade port of it. Ooh. Just saying. Ooh. You did remind me, though. You're and right. My virtual fighter. Twin sticks with the thumb works pretty good. Nice. Yeah. I got I to say, I love that in ver- this version. I I spend a shameless amount of time dressing up my guys like they're little dolls. It's really cute. I've got all these different characters, <laughs> and it's fun, and but I can't help The thing love that it. sucks that Charlie and I have discovered with VF5 is, I don't know if because I don't have costume packs he does, or maybe it, just, oh, it, it doesn't show you the other player's costume. Yeah. But I don't see when his characters are in costume. He doesn't see when. No, you have to have earned the... The pieces, uh, the your own dress up dolly pieces yourself um, for it to appear. Yeah, I noticed that too. Or or buy it. them because it's like thirty bucks yeah. to buy all of them. To buy everything. Uh, I've only bought I've only bought and Vanessa because those are the two characters I play. So yeah, speaking of characters, of is there a version of VFI that's better either on three sixty or PlayStation? Uh, so on the Xbox mm-hmm. One, you can play the Virtua Fighter Five FS, which was the last arcade version. And uh, the 360 version works on the Xbox One, and it's upscanned at 4K. Uh, oh wow! If you're on, a, or if you're on a regular Xbox One, 1080p. But if you're on the Xbox One, it'll do 4K, and it looks really good. It's wow. beautiful. Oh. So who's yeah, everybody's can, main? Man, I'm, got a I'm main broadcasting character? right now. If you go to General, there's a link on the General thing you can watch. The game looks great. It's really pretty. But Mitch, you were saying something about characters. Yeah, like I mean, like I feel like really, really good fighting game players have multiple characters. But I always found in Virtua Fighter that that a lot you of you kind of stick with yeah. one, and then you might flirt. I <laughs> so like going through the history. So VF one, the first character I ever tried was Kira, um, and I was like, this guy's way too hard. And then slowly, I was like. Um, because Lao looked like uh, one of these uh, characters from a Jackie Chan movie, Fierce Hyena. I was like, oh, I'll play yeah. him. So I started playing him, and I played him through VF1, VF2, and VF3. And then I think around VF4, I decided to uh, branch out. And uh, just Brad came in VF4, the not the vanilla VF4, but the VF4 that came on PlayStation. Was it Evo, James? Yeah. Yeah. So I started Brad playing and, him. Uh, Crazy, like blue faced, dead zombie judo man. guy. Go, go. Me, the judo yeah. player. Yeah. yeah. So I started playing Brad because I had just gotten uh, karate, and there was nobody that did karate fighter. And Brad did kickboxing, pretty similar uh, style wise. Decided to play him, and so I played him until VFI FS came out because then they introduced Jean, who actually used karate. Um, and then this past year I've switched over to doing jujitsu. So now I'm playing Vanessa cause she does ballet mm. judo, which is a Brazilian like combat art that incorporates jujitsu strike. Um, yeah. She's my favorite character on the series. Vanessa. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty fun. She's pretty different rad. for me because I, every character I've played is very pressure dominant character, Lau, Brad, and they just, you just hit people with combos nonstop, right? There's not a lot. Um, there's not as much timing involved. It's more like, bah, 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 right? 
Vanessa is a lot more like one, two, now hook them more tiny compared to those other characters. Um, Mitch, you're renowned for your pie skills. Do you ever mess with any other characters? <laughs> you know, pie has, has I was I, I latched onto pie. I have a type, you know, so <laughs> latched onto pie early on. And even in other fighting games, I'm always just looking for pie. Just like picking the most. <laughs> You're right. Dude, that, that's yeah. the name of a story right there. Isn't looking it? for pie. <laughs> looking for pie. Yeah. So. I think even in my... about that. <laughs> I, I knew where that was going to go and I'm okay with it. I'm all right. I'm okay with it. Uh, what's that? Aren't we all? <laughs> And uh, I know I never I never really branched out much. And I know that uh, when you look at particularly uh, really critical um, dissections of the characters and things, she's considered a beginner character. And that's why I'm I'm Mitch Punch Punch Kick Proctor. I'm I'm fine with I like keep it simple, keep it tight, keep it fast. And I like the thing is like um, you know I would you could say that about that character, but an expert player is going to use that to their advantage to open up the holes in your game. Yeah, it may look simple, but somebody that has a well discourse on using the character mm-hmm. is going to destroy somebody else. I don't care how good of an Akira player you are. If somebody that has pie knows Akira how to counter, it's going to combo the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. That's 100% true. I love that 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 part of the game. You were nailing it. I mean, yeah, that's that is, back to that balance uh, yeah. thing, you know. Yeah, 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 the balance of the game. That's what I mean by like I I was very used to playing a uh, similar type of character. Like I always I played. You and I would have the Lau versus yeah. all <laughs> fucking night, dude. <laughs> yep. Father versus daughter, and we would have a blast doing it because you and I were they were very similar attack wise and whatnot. And then um, so that's what they say about boxing, right? The most important tool is your jab. And, and in this game, all the fancy moves, all the complicated inputs, all the different things you can do, some, a lot, often, more often, the, most, the biggest thing I throw is that simple punch. Or just getting inside, just trying to break the momentum or get a punch in there here and there. Uh, it's a powerful yeah. thing. And it yeah, varies, right? Because different characters are faster. Right. Complicated moves usually require more time longer button press there's holes in it and that's how they sit out but that's what i'm saying like uh, pie may seem like or simple but because of that be dangerous <laughs> very dangerous yeah. and when to use those things because like you said if they know um like like mike uh who's not here with us right now arvig's also a, a big virtual fighter fan and very good at the game and we've played for years, same kind of setup. We'd get together, have whatever. End of the night, we'd end up playing for three hours till two, three in the morning, three and hours, and just tilting back whiskeys. But you know, I'm I'm fairly good with Akira, and he got to the point where he knew how right. I played, yeah, and right. he knew where my hole where my holes were, and could take advantage of them. You know, yeah, I bet he did. James, <laughs> what? Uh, who do you like, man? Who do you like? Who do you, who's your who's your go to? Um, I started out in VF playing a lot of Jackie. Yeah. Um, and that continued through until like VF four ish, and then I began to get into Kagemaru. Ooh. Okay. James has a very nasty Kagemaru. I can attest. 
<laughs> honor, honor for Martinez memory. Yeah, what appealed to you about Kaige? Mitch, I remember, Mitch, I remember when VF3 came out, we went to your house at like 2 or 3 in the afternoon. We ordered pizza at 5. We ordered another pizza at like clock night. I don't think I went home till 3 or 4 in the morning. Wow. Was long, we played, it was you, Eddie. There was a bunch, Dustin. There was like 20 Mitch of Tejada in the house, was there. Dude, we, yeah, yeah. And we had the two Sega Virtuous, the Hori, the white sticks, yes. buttons or whatever, the H got them. But yeah, I just remember that was so much. And then the next day, I turned on my Dreamcast and okay, I got to practice. <laughs> it demands, yeah, it demands a lot of you. Uh, so it really is like, it is the demon souls of fighting games. Oh, well you said, sir. Have, you have to come yeah. back to it. You just, there's something about it. it Love it. It just, there's so much depth and refinement in it. You just, but there's something that you'll keep coming back for the beanie and the beating and the beating over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah, just so 100%. So who, who do you it get to feel beat cheap. up? Like when you get beat, when you get beat in Virtual Fighter, I never feel like I got cheated, like exploited. Yes. Like whereas like when Mortal Kombat, if I got beat, I was like, yeah. I like knows Fuck this game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Virtual Fighter, you, putting, you just yeah. want to get better. Like it's not fuck yeah. this game. It's like, shit, I got to get better. Right. Yeah. Well, it's and there's so, even something, there's almost something implicit about that in the aesthetic of it. You guys were talking a little bit about that earlier where, you know, Tekken went more for like an over-the-top kind of martial yeah, arts movie aesthetic. talked about yeah. Tekken is like definitely the action movie martial arts and Virtua Fighters mm-hmm. going more of like a semi-realistic look at martial arts. Mm-hmm. Well, just there's and always been the DOA is kinetic, right? Yeah. There's a lot of movement and dropping levels and, you know, and bouncing. Yeah. yeah. I like DOA. I like DOA. And there's just something super, there's always been this very clean, like blue skies aesthetic that runs through all of Sega's games. And I don't know what it is, but it's just, it's so, it just has such a unique. And specific appeal to it that it just it just keeps bringing you back. Yeah, yeah. to a good point. There's like there's like a sort of tranquility to it, a subtlety that mm-hmm. right, we keep coming back to these words refinement and polish. It's because yeah. there's something of there's that just yeah, Pretty. that nice, nice, smooth balance to it. Yeah, it's a little, there's just an enormous amount of care invested, but it's not yeah. the most obvious thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Exactly. On the outside, it just looks really simple. That seems to carry over with a lot of the aesthetic and philosophy of its home country's origin. Is that that's right. not a coincidence, right? Nope. Yeah. It's a right. stick and three buttons. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, I don't Rock, think we heard your, your Rock, main paper, character. On acid. I don't think we heard. Oh no, uh, it's Vanessa. Is, oh, that's like, right. She it was, was Vanessa. Yeah, she was the one that I okay. think kind of because I really liked her ability to. Because didn't she have two stances? So in VF was that four, in four or yeah, five? Yeah, four. She she has two stances in five, but in VF four she used a combination of Muay Thai and Jitsu as as her valet kudo, uh, which is like what a lot of the fighters would do because they had a bunch of Dutch guys teach Dutch kickboxing that was based off Muay Thai in Brazil in the eighties. Uh, but with VF five, they switched it up. So she's got off. It's That's Muay Thai right. and everything but name because they added Brad. Mm. And I think they wanted to, they didn't want to give them both the same, almost the same style. So mm. her Muay Thai style is a little 
loose and more like actual like style, uh, which still works, but you can still switch. Yeah. Well, all so, right. Yeah. So let me ask you guys like our last little point, or uh, maybe second to last point. If you have, did we even follow the show notes? Did we? Yeah, absolutely. No, I, yeah. <laughs> we, no, we absolutely did. We did a great. Job. We did okay. a great job following show notes. Um, what? Where can it go from here? Like, obviously, we were talking that this game is a continual like like evolution, but they kind of already refined it and they know what the game is. Like, if we can have hopes for a VF six, what would you like to see in it? What do you want? Out of it, did I, yeah. Did we get everybody's for? character? Yeah. I, mean, I didn't get my favorite character in there. Yeah, you did. <laughs> uh, it's one of them. It's whatever. It's whatever. Charlie, who's your who's, who's your favorite character? Who's your main go-to character, Charlie? Whatever, man. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fun when you ask for it. <laughs> it's not important now. It's not special anymore. I, I thought no, I, uh, I thought you I thought you had I thought you had made it pretty clear, but if if what I think we we do want the ruminators out there to hear you say it with your own. Well, mouth you know what, Charlie? Sometimes. Let's get your story because you and I have talked over the course of us really um, BF buddies playing. Charlie and I have been playing this game every day all week, like hours. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, it's a little out of control. Nice. Um, Anyway, you were you were telling me how you went from one character and hated a certain character who's now your favorite. So give us that story because I thought that was and, and yeah, sort of similar. I just didn't have I just didn't have the ambition you did. I kind of went the same direction as you guys initially. I went with Lao uh, and uh, you know I played around with other characters, but I couldn't I couldn't figure out Kage. Um, and from one and two, I just couldn't really. He was grasped. Tough to play in the first couple games. He got he He's, got majorly improved three. Kage all of a sudden got a three, but in one and two he was a he was very difficult. I don't know if I imagined it or or, or if, if it's true, but I just feel like one of the things about this game is that it if you're intuitive about a something you have some experience with, so it just some of those moves make more sense. As weird as that sounds, you know what I mean. Like if you see some. Uh, the difference between Lao and Akira and Kage. I, Kage and Akira didn't make sense to me, you know. Right. And Lao and Pai sort of made sense, right? That 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 more fluid movement. And I hated Akira, and I hated people who played Akira. And um, it wasn't until four, probably four, until I really started playing with Akira and love him, love him because he's challenging and and. He's totally different than you know. A lot of these characters are built off of three moves or three and five move uh, combos, and Akira's are all sort of two, and, but they're they're designed so you can piece those pairs together in whatever order you want. And that's a totally different like approach, and I really enjoy that after getting the challenge. But I hated that character. I hated playing that character. Um, people who played him that were really good were just brutal, and I you know I was one of those guys who's. I said it today. I played Akira as Akira, and after getting my butt whipped by Akira, I said, "This is the cheapest <laughs> character in the game. I don't ever want to play it again." <laughs> you know, and so I was like, it, "He just has that 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 dominance." And um, I, you know, he's really not even. I still wouldn't say that that uh, he's my character. I still think my character's Layfei since he's been introduced. Layfei, that fluidity I, of motion, and I, you know, I. I by the way. <laughs> 
Thank you. <laughs> I'm really intuitive with Leifei. Um, and, uh, and I kind of, you know, he fits a lot of how I play. And um, that is my, I think that if you see him and you get any of those characters that have multiple stances and syncopated timing and uh, that I'm going to be into him. But I play with Akira just because he's, he's challenging to execute. Right. He's really challenging to execute. So it's the, the call and response of the challenge and the reward that keeps you coming back to Akira now, uh, even though that he's well, not necessarily I, your most intuitive and the game, character. And yeah. the game in whole. Yeah. I mean, I think you said it best by referencing Demon Souls and, and uh, the Dark Souls sort of thing. You know, I think that, that, that when you are in a game that just, there's a sweet spot that those two games mentioned in the same sentence they have in common where you are going to die or you're going to get beat uh, way more than you're going to win, especially in the first few outings, a few hundred outings, but you're always going to want more of it. Dark Souls is a cult-following, addictive game known for people who hate themselves. The joke for me was that I did a, I did Body by Dark Souls, where I, I played, my, Brando was oh, my roommate, and he said every, your push-up thing, oh my Yeah, God. every time I died, I had to do 10 push-ups. I'm not kidding Whoa. you, I lost 25 pounds in like a month, because I was just always doing push-ups, and I would stop playing the game because I couldn't do any more push-ups. <laughs> Like running out of quarters. Like that would be, oh, that would be the deciding factor. I can't die again. I can't do 10 more push-ups. I just can't. I've got to sleep. <laughs> I can't, I can't eat. hold the controller anymore. Um, yeah. so it's been, what, 12 years since BF5 FS came? 14? 14, I think I read. No. 12 years since. Yeah, something crazy like that. So I got to wonder, like, is the franchise dead with Sega? Is the death of the Japanese like blame this? Is there not interest in Virtua Fighter? I've seen some people that are like, oh, it's because Yu Suzuki is working on Shenmue. Yu Suzuki didn't even work on VF5. I mean, I think they probably consulted him, but the main game director is somebody else at AM2 that's worked on the series since, I think, VF2. Ishii, um, but think you were asking, cool. like, yeah, you're asking, like, where can the series go? I'm not sure. Like this game, this fifth one, the FS is so refined and so well made and still looks pretty decent. I can see why they haven't done much. I don't know if they're waiting for a certain technology. I I don't think I want to see it go the way of like VR or motion control. I think that mm. would just get crazy. No, Although no you would I probably know. get really shredded. Because um, <laughs> you'd be exhausted. Oh. Well, I, I think... I think it's one of those things like, um, like you didn't hear about XCOM for 15 years, right? And then all of a sudden, somebody's like, you know what, still exists in the <laughs> the back of like gamer halls of of of, of honor, you know, is XCOM, and then it becomes this huge series. But, I think Virtua I mean, Fighter maybe, is still like that, right? To other yeah, fighting but games, to be and fair, like Sega has a whole like warehouse full of these legendary games that they're not doing jack shit with and sad yeah they really well that ip's worth something though right like i'd love to see uh a relic okay let's talk about dark souls then i'd like to see somebody take over the vfip or microsoft take over the vfip and you know be true to it if that if i could be lucky twice Right, I don't know if it, like it might come back from another 
uh, uh, publisher, but it might not be the same game. That's the bummer part. Like we may have the best version that of it works so, right mean, in front of us. Exactly work with Streets of Rage Four, and those guys did a fucking amazing job. I'm not going to say it can't happen with Virtua Fighter, but I'm skeptical of that being able to happen with Virtua Fighter just because of the amount of AM2 I mean, DNA that's in this game. Yeah, the young, uh, the young leadership in Sega, and the fact that they're trying to, you know, it seems like they're active and trying to grow as a company. I don't know what, what could. Yeah, come, that's why you I'm, know. I'm glad that Streets of Rage got that reception, and maybe that's the, that's going to be the game that turns around some of them. Some of the people at Sega going and okay, Sonic's like popular apparently people. like big time because of the movie Bubbles. they re-edited. The, the I guess the new one was better. Man, good. It was, was it good? I didn't get good. to see I it. it. I bought it for kids. It was actually pretty awesome. I was <laughs> like, wow. I mean, I had no expectation. But it was <laughs> I just remember fun. the first trailer when it would look like a little dude, like a person. Yeah, that they, yeah that was no, a little scary. He looks way better in the movie. And at the end of the movie, they totally <laughs> set it up perfectly, like to. Like in a way that's like, oh, you couldn't have done that perfectly. That was a good job. Huh. But I just mean like Sega getting Streets of Rage Four out there. Streets of Rage Four has got a ton of good PR. All the classic Streets of Rage fans love it. I've met a ton of newer Xbox or not new, newer Streets of Rage series people, and they're playing it it's on Xbox Game Pass, and they're like, "This game is awesome! I didn't even know about this series." So hopefully that is like the catalyst for Sega. Well, and there was a tournament. There was a VF tournament like within the last two years in in Japan. I mean, it it didn't stay beyond 2018, but in 2018 there was yeah. a VF tournament with like 1,300. Like, yeah, the Japanese arcade scene pretty pretty dead. tired. It's yeah. on the ropes. Yeah, it's, it's hanging by a thread. And I think especially and, right now with the wide COVID pandemic, it's like even more in danger, probably. You're probably right. That's an uplifting note. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looked like I just saw on VFDC in January, there was a VF5 FS tournament, side tournament at Evo just this oh, yeah, few months ago. Like it's like one, one booth and a card table. And yeah. that, was like it. that was it. There was two guys. Yeah. Six in there. I, I think that you could get a, a general audience back into this game. Uh, and maybe the next iteration is just keeps everything tight, keeps everything simple and refined like we're talking about. But maybe they're waiting for the next big jump in, you know, like maybe graphic fidelity or audio or something that might just be flashy enough to lure in the kids. I don't know. I don't know if it's, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what they could really, what market they would be looking for. I just know that the product is a honed, legendary product with underpinnings that every creator of almost every other fighting game states is a motivation for them. Yeah. You know, that they, you know, so it just seems to me like uh, there's something there. And I don't know that with the, everything we've talked about already about the, like again, I don't know if you're going to get the same game. I mean, yeah. you know, if, if if they might open it up where the inputs are easier, they might make it where. Oh no, no, I don't want. No, know, please, God, no, <laughs> don't. But, mess with, but you, don't but mess you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I mean, like that. Those are things that'll come with all these uh, ideas. Yeah. So I already have Dead or Alive as my Virtual Fighter Light. 
you know, that's right. That's right. And it's, it's fun. It's, it's a fun game and it's got some cool characters and I Can like I the just say that they've ruined that game. Dead or Alive, did they? Yeah. Six, six. Dude, was, it's a cash that? grab. It's a total. Uh, all they do is sell these costume packs for like, if you want to own everything in the new DOA six or whatever, it's like five hundred dollars of cosmetic costumes. It's insane. Holy crap! Wow! Yeah. Wow! Discouraging. Yeah, Way to go, Tecmo. Tur- yeah. Called yeah, out. It's turned into a total cash grab. Oh. I'm gonna. Because I I really like two and three a lot. Yeah. That's I just think this is one of those games that, that's like a the closest to a chess fighting game you'll ever get. And the idea of having four or five of us in the same room trading off rounds and being able to watch each other's fight and, and, and make, make comments or make jokes would be great. I just think it's the kind of get together that you don't get to do much. You know, you're not going to go to an arcade. You're not going to hang out and play these games as much anymore. It's all, it's all harken back to a, a younger time. Yeah. And at least this, this version, and you can play this on 360 or Xbox One, and we can all party up. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Um, it has a room, so we can do round robin. All five mm. or six of us, I think. I think it supports eight players per room, and then it just like, it does. It's like the old where you put your quarter up. You're next. You're next. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I got next. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm actually really glad DOA was mentioned because. I really actually enjoyed the Virtua Fighter cameos that were in Dead or Alive 5. I thought right. the way never, the characters were that. presented was really, really good. I mean, it was it was beautiful to see those characters in that engine. Um, I'm going to go a little different path, though. I think Virtua Fighter 5 FS probably is the pinnacle, just in terms of like a polished traditional virtual fighter game but if something were to happen that could inject a ton of new life into virtual fighter i think the the most impressive form that could take where you might draw in a lot of new players this that and the other is if you had virtual fighter versus tekken oh you had a crossover oh wow Ooh. No Bold trick. Is he just he, he just dropped some that would draw a lot of people. I mean, I like I like play. Um, yeah, I don't love it as much as I do Virtua Fighter, but that would be fun. I would be totally down to play that. It would. De- I guess. Can I tell you? Really I, would this be like the cap- all these characters from other games appearing? Yeah, in Tekken, yeah, and they yeah. look great in that engine. I mean, Geese Howard looks friggin' incredible. Yeah, or Soul Calibur without the weapons. I mean, you know, take away the whatever the case. I mean, I'd love to see well, a the mixture of, of the mechanics of Soul Calibur are definitely closer to the Fighter with the guard button, mm-hmm. right? It needs to happen in the Virtua Fighter universe, though, so that because I because I'll tell you, I think the Tekken characters would be more interesting, like without all without all the the other shit. You know what I'm saying, like. The whole Zaibatsu thing. Why? And, uh, <laughs> why? And why? Narrative universe. Some, like, if, like, just arcades are dead. Sorry to say, guys. I love them. Crying right here. Right. Uh, <laughs> but what would stop them from making the VF characters play with VF controls and the play with your standard four button controls? Like, it wouldn't, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it could just be like a group. No, it could be. It could yeah, be. Were you, uh, the, yeah, like, like, CBS two had we pick the Capcom side mm-hmm. gameplay or the SK side, but mm-hmm. 
Man, James, you always do this shit. <laughs> you, create, you create these realities that just we we would rather live in those realities. No, he, <laughs> loves, oh, how about that? he loves to do it. He's like, he's like, imagine if Jennifer Phoebe Cates had a daughter. Shut up. <laughs> Ooh, Phoebe Cates, old crush material right there. Honestly, like, he, he does that with games all. It's like he'll say like, too hot. No, stop. <laughs> Well, I would love to see it. Hey, I mean, the user, they put Akira in DOA, right? I mean, they did, they already had some sort yeah, of that. Some yeah, that. Sarah and I think one other character were was in it DOA Jackie? 5. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Akira, Sarah, and Jackie were in DOA 5, and they were great. I mean, it was really fun to play as them in that game. Because they already had Lei Fong, so they already had a Pi character. Pi was already there. She was just in disguise. So mm-hmm. I was That's right. good. I got a, looking for Pi. I got a wacky idea, too, for Virtual Fighter in the future. A story, a cohesive story, <laughs> any kind oh, of story. Nah. It it has a story. They don't go in story while you play the game. Yeah, I would um, love to see it where mode, yeah, mode with, like with cut, with cut scenes with the characters and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That might get interested. I mean, I could give to you about that in Virtual Fighter, but. I could see. It would be cool if they were all, if they were all like it's virtual, right? So they're all in VR. They're all in VR, and the story is the real people that are in this competition. There you go, Lawnmower Man Three. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> On that silly note, <laughs> uh, anybody closing thoughts, or is that about wrap it up? And now we just got to look forward to the great uh, streaming fest and commentary that is to come. Uh, on uh, Charlie's Mixer channel. Anybody else? Uh, I just want to play some VF now. Yeah, I'm going to go plug in my stick right now. (laughs) Uh, What is the technology for uh, sticks now? Is it still like wires and Bluetooth or is it advancements? Or is it still traditional? So they're all wired for the most part because anytime you go wireless, put the lag. Fighting games that are running at 60 frames a second where you have a five five frame variant you don't want that yeah yeah or one frame um, i'm <laughs> using uh so I'm using the hori arcade pro oh, kai nice. it works on xbox xbox windows pc it doesn't work on playstation but i think you can get an adapter yeah but they sell a version of this for playstation oh cool i've had this right. stick for like six years <laughs> wow Held up my, really my well. closing thoughts on it are i really I mean, it, I look, I don't know many games that I can think of where I've gone back and played them this long after and continually been in that same place that we're all talking about. It's a beautiful, fun game. It's affordable. I mean, if anybody hasn't tried it, spend the yeah, eight bucks or whatever and, and really four, enjoy it. $14.99 digital. Yeah, I just Xbox saw it. Yeah. And like I said, it works on 360, and it works on Xbox One, and cool. we can cross-play with both. Incredibly satisfying game. Mm-hmm. I think that really does sum it up. Super, super satisfying, and uh, it's just gorgeous. Right? Not much else to say there. 
I mean, I think All right. I think we've pretty much covered Thanks it. Thanks for yeah. loving it too, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I love the way Charlie like loves it so much. It's almost like he made it and he's like grateful that other people love it. He's like, thanks, man. Thanks, uh, yeah. thanks, thanks, guys, for loving my game. <laughs> thanks for validating the endless amount of time I've put into this waste. I appreciate it. I feel I feel less terrible than I did before the podcast. It means more now. Oh, that's good. That's so important. Um, real quick, shout outs. Where can people catch up with you guys online or in the socials? Hop, you're uh, also on uh, the tag cast. Right. Um, the easiest way to find me is to go to a website where I game with other gamers over 21. It's called theadultgamer.com. My handle there is Hoptimus. And from there, you can get my Xbox Live handle, which is Hoptimus Maximus with a one in the Maximus. Um, and I also uh, co-host of the Adult Gamer podcast or the Tagcast, um, which is uh, a bi-weekly podcast where we talk about video games yeah. well thanks for joining us here today sir yeah i love this show james what about you sir i know that you got all kinds of business going on out there is there any place that people might bump into you um right now you can add me on xbox live um my handle is project icarus that's a number one for the i and icarus project icarus let's play some bf let's play some bf uh Frederico. Yeah, I'm uh, Mr. Film on Xbox. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Slow down. Yeah. Spelled out, <laughs> yeah. Spelled out Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R. And then all my social media is just my first name, last name, Anthony Pavlich. Um, and then we do a um, rediscover. It's called Rediscovery Geek uh, Twitch show every Mondays at 9 p.m. Pacific. We just talk about all kinds of pop culture, comic books, movies, games. Um, yeah. Excellent. Thanks for having me on. Excellent, excellent. How do you spell and, that, Anthony? Mr. Yeah, just M-I-S-T-E-R and then film. And Triple C, you are going to be the the host mixer man for uh, upcoming streams of VF goodness. Uh, where can we catch up with you? <laughs> I have no social media presence. <laughs> yes. is it, Tony, is it Mr. Fleming I am a first-class American nobody. Mr. Uh, yeah, no. I uh, I have to post it because it's really difficult to spell. <laughs> yeah, I've, <laughs> so I've maybe had a really put a link on there. All right, um, but yeah, we'll make sure everybody gets a link to where we can find it. If not, it'll be on your somehow attached to what you're going to put out on ruminations. All right, cool. Well, thank you, Silver Tongue Devil. That's what you guys will be watching for, and check out the links on the cast. Um, thanks again, ruminators. Come out, play some VF with us, or at least listen to us gush ecstatic about how much we love this game. And until next time, let a smile be your umbrella. Wear your masks, guys. I'll send you, I've got pictures. I'll send them to you. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I do. No. Oh, no. 
I'm really, uh, I, I really love Kim, and I'm really glad that she lets us be friends still <laughs> after all these years. <laughs> uh, we got uh, some great pictures of those uh, gargoyles, some nice pictures of uh, like you and Shiflet doing some blue steel at the back of the house. Oh, on. No. <laughs> yeah. Blue steel. <laughs> love it. Those were good.